Floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And what are you doing on this fine fall weekend if it involves a home improvement project? Pick up the phone and call us at 888 Pit and let us help. That's what we are here to do because this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. And we consider our homes money pits and perhaps you do as well. But to us, it is a term of endearment because we love our homes, but they do need tender, loving care. And yes, sometimes a a bit of money. money. A lot of money. (laughs) Exactly. So let us help you take care of your home. Help yourself first. Pick up the phone and call us with your project. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. And speaking of money, your kitchen can be a real drain on your energy usage, and that drives up costs. I mean, between refrigeration, cooking, and dishwashing, these appliances can actually add up to about 13% of your total electric bill. Cutting costs, though, is easy. It takes just a few steps, and we will tell you exactly what to do. And also ahead this hour, have you ever had water in your home? And you're thinking, yeah, but I'm talking about in places where it does not belong. We're going to tell you how if you incorporate a simple rubber membrane when you're building your home or you're renovating or adding on, how that can easily keep that water away. And if leftovers have ever left your kitchen smelling like something died in there, we've got a way to help sweeten it up when baking soda just isn't enough. And if you give us a call with your home improvement question at one eight 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 Money Pit, you're going to get the answer to your question, of course, but you're also going to get a chance to win. Oh, this is a product I love the name of the Falcon Dust Off Ultimate Screen Care Kit. I feel like you need to put like an echo effect on my voice when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth 25 bucks and it's a great way to keep all of your electronics clean. So give us a call right now. The number is 1 888 Money Pit 888-666-3974. Jerry in Washington's on the line with an insulation question. How can we help you today? I need to find out if I can insulate my attic crawl space or not. Okay. Uh, what I have is a house built in 1960, and it's a very low-pitch roof. The center of the roof has only got about 18 inches of space above the ceiling joist to the peak of the roof. And right now it's got the under-eave vents. And I want to find out, can I blow in insulation basically covering all those under-eave vents up and then add more vents over the top of the insulation to compensate. Well, if you've only got 18 inches in the high point of that ceiling, is that what you're telling me? Correct. Yeah. Well, you don't don't want to cover the vents. Are the vents at the overhang of the soffits? Right. Yeah. You need both sets of vents. You need vents at the soffit and vent at the ridge. Because what happens is air will enter in at the at the soffit, Jerry, go up under the roof sheathing and exit at the ridge. So you can't block it. Right. So all all you should really do is to get as much insulation in to those floor joists as possible without blocking the soffit vents. And then you might want to add a ridge vent down the peak of the roof, which you could easily do from the outside to provide that exhaust venting. Unfortunately, when you have a really low slope roof like that, it's very difficult to get as much insulation there as you might might want to get. Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. I was hoping to be able to go all the way to the edge of the, to the side of the house. Well, the thing is, if you if you put all that insulation in there, it's going to be so damp and moist, it's just not going to insulate. You've got to have the, the ventilation to dry it out. 
keep it working properly. Well, you answered my question. Wasn't All right. exactly Not the answer you wanted, answer, but, but, but it is the right answer. <laughs> so, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we've got Dorothy from Alaska on the line who's got a sticky drawer. Tell us what's going on. Well, I have a kitchen drawer. The top drawer would hold the silverware. The most used drawer in the whole house, I think, going in and out. For okay. years, it, it would give me trouble just by not catching right, and I'd have to push down on it a little bit to put it in to close it. Well, it's closed, and it won't open, and I can't get it open. I don't know what <laughs> okay. my alternatives are. Nobody's strong enough to pull it open. It. Even if they did, I think they'd break it. Okay, so um, how old are these cabinets? Oh, they're old. They're 35 years old. Okay. Do you have any other drawers in the kitchen that are the same size as the kitchen drawer? Oh, I think so. What you might want to think about doing is if you have other drawers in the kitchen that are the same size as the kitchen drawer, you might want to think about replacing the kitchen drawer with one of those less used drawers because it sounds to me like some of the hardware is worn out. Now, to get it unstuck, the easy way to do that is to go at the drawer from underneath the cabinet below it. I presume it's on our standard cabinet with doors that are open. And what you would do is go underneath and lift, put your arm in there and push up on the drawer and unstick it and get it moving out. So somebody should be able to help you with that, just get that drawer moving again. But you might want to think about replacing it with another uh, drawer of the same size somewhere in the kitchen and just rotate them that way. If it's the silverware drawer, obviously that's probably the most used drawer in the whole house. Yes, it is. And by replacing it with one that's less used, you'll be able to have some fresh hardware there for a while. Does that make sense? It makes sense. All right, Dorothy, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now you can be part of the Home Improvement Fund, and we hope you'll join us by calling in your home repair, your home improvement question, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right here at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, at some point in your adventure as a homeowner, you will no doubt end up with water where it doesn't belong. Tips to stop the soaking are next. Uh, I'll take uh, ways to lose money, 1000 This phrase for a house that keeps needing costly repairs is also the name of a home improvement radio show. Alex. What is a money pit? Good. Hey, 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 money pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Lutron Sensors. Tired of reminding your family to turn off the lights? Install a Lutron Maestro occupancy sensor and you'll never have to remind them again. It works with all bulb types and takes only about 15 minutes to install. For easy upgrades with big impact, choose Lutron. Visit ChooseLutron.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. If you do, you'll get the answer to your home improvement question and an opportunity to win the Falcon Dust Off Ultimate Screen Care Kit worth $25, which is today's giveaway. The kit has everything you need to clean all of your electronics, including a cleaning solution, which will easily remove smudges and fingerprints. Visit falconsafety.com to learn more, but you want to call us right now for your chance to win at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Now we've got Carol on the line from Oregon. How can we help you today? Well, I've got a problem I should know better, but I have rented to people with who brought in a puppy. 
Okay. And oh, now terrible. I've got to deal with lots of uh, urine, fecal. It's damage uh, that's probably been on there too long, too deep, gone through the carpet, to the pad, to the subfloor. So uh, my question is, can the stain ever be removed? I'm thinking I should just take everything up. Um, my question would be what to put down new, replace the subfloor, solution, like people have said something about kills and something like Z-Mix or something like well, that. Well, I mean, it really depends. If If you even want to attempt salvaging the rug that's there... I mean, generally with a rental situation, you're probably better off with a tile or a laminate floor just because of cleanability and Mm -hmm. then let the folks bring in their own area rugs. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you want to attempt to sort of get the stain away, get the odor away, there's a product that I used when I was training our dog who was untrainable for the first year. And it's on a website called Just Right and it's R-I-T-E dot com and it's called 123 Odor Free. And it's like a series of different products. One's a stain remover, one's an odor remover, and it sort of neutralizes through enzymes. And there's like an injector that you use to get through the carpet and into the padding and into the subfloor. And I kid you not, it works because there was a spot at the top of the steps that Daisy just loved and no problems to this day. So uh, you might want to try that. However, if there is a lot of stuff to deal with, your best bet is probably to just pull everything off and you're right about wanting to seal that subfloor because if you don't put you know a primer a good one on top of it whatever you put on top get a humid day and you're going to notice it yeah so that's why carol what you want to do is use an oil-based primer like a kills uh, or a bin there are a number of different you know primers out there but i would use the oil-based ones for a problem like this because they're going to do a better job of sealing in odor Mm-hmm. Okay. And if I do decide to put down a rug, because this is a house I would like to sell future forward, it's a nice house, uh, is there a type of rug that uh, can better be cleaned? Okay, yeah. It, it is from Mohawk, and it's a carpet that they call Smart Strand, and it's got built-in stain and soil resistant that's never, never, never going to wear off or wash off or clean off. And it feels soft and it's environmentally friendly because it's made in part with, you know, like a recycled plastic. And uh, I think it was last year at the Builder Show, Tom and I were at the event and they were just launching this Smart Strand product. And they had taken, you know, carpeting and carpeted the pen of an elephant at the zoo and left it in there for a year and then took it off, cleaned it. And like, you know, brought a patch in and like had half under the cover of glass and half out. And there was like a little door that you could open up to the dirty side. And like you open that up. And of course, I didn't smell because I always do strange things like that. And uh, it like reeked horribly. And the side that was cleaned was beautiful, clean, soft, smelled fantastic. So I'm not really sure about the price point, but it is an amazing product and an available, you know, in a lot of different looks, different piles. So I, I would start with Mohawk there, Smart Strand. Okay. Thank you so much. 
Well, you know that water is one of the biggest enemies that a home has, and it's very important to make sure you keep water where it belongs, which is on the outside. You can do just that by making sure your home is sealed properly. Ames Research Laboratories has a way to do just that. They're a new sponsor of the Money Pit, and they advise that you stop the problem before it starts, which is usually by starting it below ground. Yeah, that's right. Let's talk about building brands banking new. It's really important that you make sure that your new home has really good grading. But before that even happens, the foundation should be sealed with a product called Blue Max Liquid Rubber. Now, this stuff can be brushed directly onto your foundation, your basement walls, and even basement floors. And what happens is, is it forms a super strong waterproof rubber barrier. And you can tell your builders that you want it applied, or you can even just do it yourself. It rolls on just like paint, and Blue Max does the rest. And Blue Max is so strong, it will actually strengthen a wall when you put it on. If you'd like to learn more about Blue Max and how how it works, go to amesresearch.com. That's ames, A-M-E-S, research.com. Kevin in Texas is dealing with a dangerous situation. You've got water leaking through a light in your kitchen? I actually live in an apartment, but nevertheless, my concerns are, you know, obviously, you know, valid uh, Mm -hmm. for my health and so forth. All of a sudden, water started coming through the light fixture in the kitchen, and uh, I threw down buckets and went up and knocked on the gentleman upstairs' uh, door and turned out his washing machine had gone crazy and had uh, put a bunch of water in my ceiling that oh, most wow. of which came right through the light fixture, point of least resistance. However, I can tell that it got into the rest of the ceiling. There's a place where the living room is bowed in, you know, with a stain, so I know that they got wet up inside there. And furthermore, the guy, uh, when he was made aware of it, apparently thought that it wouldn't act up anymore and actually turned on his washing machine again and went and stepped into the shower. And so it just, you know, leaked profusely until we could finally get his attention. Me, oh my me God. and maintenance, you know, I mean, we're sitting there with shop back buckets and mops and just shaking our heads. Wow. So it was a one-time event, so it wasn't an <laughs> ongoing leak. And I was wondering what my risks are of black mold. Is there a test? Is there a preventative? You know, what is, what's the story with that? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, but here's the good news. A single leak like that that happened and then dried out is not going to become an ongoing mold problem. If it stays wet for a long, long time, and especially if it's in an unheated place, it's more likely to become a mold problem. But a single leak like that is not. Um, and also, one more thing point, and that is you mentioned that your ceiling bowed if, and I hope it doesn't, but if that ever happens to you again, what you want to do is somewhat counterintuitive, but that is to poke a hole in the ceiling wherever you see that water starting to form, because it's easier to fix a hole than it is to replace the entire ceiling, which is probably what will end up having to be done. But when you see water coming through like that, uh, what you should do is grab a screwdriver and just poke a couple of holes until you find the spot where the water just starts dripping out. The quicker you can empty that ceiling of water, the better off uh, you're going to be. And, you know, we had a problem like that not too long ago because of a piece of flashing that blew off our roof. And the first thing I did was took a Phillips screwdriver and poked three or four holes until I found the right spot. All that water drained right out. And all I had to do was fix those holes and didn't even have a stain on the ceiling when we were done. Wow. Yeah, that's good advice there. Uh, I guess I should have thought of that. But, you know, when you're renting, you're... Uh, yeah, you don't know. And that's, do why that. I always, that's why I always take the opportunity to mention it. Because, it's, it's first of all, you don't have the experience because, thankfully, people don't get these kinds of leaks. Um, but mm-hmm. secondly, it's very counterintuitive because, you know, you don't want to damage your ceiling. Well, it's already damaged once that water's behind it. And it's going to get a lot worse really fast unless you poke a hole in it. Good point.
point, though. Good point. All right. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Renee in Texas, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Yes, mine is kind of like a double question. I have a, uh, about a 30-year-old connected on both sides townhome, two levels. Okay. okay. And I heard a crack uh, a couple months back. Well, you know, it's one of the support beams, and it just, like a big, strong branch, just cracked. Huh. Did you actually see the, the cracked beam somewhere? No, I didn't see that, but I have begun to have cracks along on that same side of the house. Okay. Um, okay. At, in the corners of the wall. Okay. Down the, uh, the corners where it's breaking apart. But at the same time, I've noticed that the house has become unlevel, and that's a little part because it's all old and it's connected on both sides, but I'm in Texas and we have big droughts, and it kind of shifts a little bit. Okay. My concern is is when I get the support beam fixed and the foundation fixed, I've seen on the DYI shows that suddenly they go back and they look and the house or the chimney has just been trashed. What can I do to, to prevent that? Why, why do you say it's been trashed? Because it shifted? Right. When they, did the, when they put in, when I've watched the DYI shows, they go and they fix the foundation. The foundation's fine. And, of course, they shift everything up. And now yeah. there's... That's why you have to be very, very careful when you do anything that changes the angle that the house is sort of settled into. Because if you, if you don't, once you bring a foundation up, everything else moves. You know, in a wood house... If you try to straighten a slopey floor, for example, all the wires and the plumbing can get stretched and twisted and so on. So it's you know not just uh, foundations that are of concern. I'm concerned, though, about this crack that you say that you've heard, but you've seen cracks in your walls, but you've not physically seen the structural crack, correct? Correct. All right. Now, you said it's a townhouse. Is there an association? That yes. Okay. So in an association form of ownership, typically you don't own the structure. So the structure, if the structure was to fail, that's typically the responsibility of the association to address. Is that is that your understanding? Um, I can double check on that. But in a typical condominium form of ownership, what you own is inside walls to inside wall. In some cases, you own the... And then what's the dr- beyond that wall is not Right. Yours. In some cases, you own the drywall. In some cases, you don't. So, for example, if there was a fire, God forbid, and the whole place burned down, you would be paying for like the drywall, the kitchen cabinets the appliances, stuff like that, and the association would be rebuilding everything else, including the related infrastructure. So you need to figure out, if there's a structural problem, who's responsible for it. I suspect you're going to find it's the association that's responsible for it, which is good news for you, uh, and then I would bring that to their attention and ask them to address it. Now, as far as the cracks in the corners of the wall are concerned, I have to tell you that that's pretty typical, and that it by itself doesn't necessarily mean that you have a structural problem. The way to fix that, though, uh, is important, and that is that you want to sand down the drywall in that area, and then you want to add some additional tape. And the type of drywall tape you use would be the perforated type. It looks like a netting. It's like a sticky netting. You put that on, and then you spackle through that three coats, one, two, three coats, each one thin, but three coats, and that type... And allowing each one to dry and be sanded in between. Yeah, and that type of repair typically will last. Now, after you do the spackle repair, you'll have to prime the wall. You can't just paint on top of it. You'll have to prime it and then paint it. Okay. So I would address the structure with the association. I would fix the cracks on your own and then see what happens. Okay. Um, So just one more question. Let's say that if it's not in association that I do have to go into it, not only am I concerned about my roof, but how much of a problem will I have with my neighbors on both sides of me? Depends on where the crack is, if it exists at all. If that's, if that's the case, 
then I would suggest you hire a professional home inspector and have the inspector do what's called a partial inspection, which is usually a single item inspection, and investigate this crack and see what's going on in the structure. And then we'll know um, how you know far it's gone and what needs to be done about it. Yeah, that's cool. Thank you, guys. I appreciate your time. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Up ahead, considering all the Energy Star products that you've probably already got in your Money Pit, you've got to wonder if they're still considered energy efficient. We're going to tell you about a product that remains at the top of the EPA's efficiency list year after year. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now with your fall fix-up project, perhaps your pre-holiday project. Maybe you need to tackle a decorating project to get your home ready for the hordes of relatives that will be, begin to show up in uh, just a couple of weeks now. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Travis in Des Moines, Iowa is on the line with a garbage disposal situation. What's going on? Well, I've got a GE garbage disposal that we just had installed when we remodeled our kitchen. And we do our dishes out of our sink, and so we fill the sink base up, and then when we drain the water out, we kick the garbage disposal on just to eat up all the stuff going down. Right. Once it gets about halfway down, this garbage disposal just shakes like crazy, and it'll shake the whole entire sink. And If it's shaking, it's out of balance. And so why could it be out of balance? You said it's a new unit? Yep, it's brand new. It, it, the thing is, is when we turn it on, it, it, it runs just fine. Right. And then about halfway down, it starts to shake, and then it, it stops, and then it goes back to just a mm. clean operation. I suspect, now inside the unit itself, there's these sort of paddles that swing around and help yep. mash up the garbage. Yep. I suspect that something is wrong there, and they're getting stuck in a position opposite than the other two. Because if that happens, it's just like uh, balancing a tire. If you don't have the weights in the right place, you start to get a vibration. So mm-hmm. I suspect that either something is wrong with one of those paddles, or this just has a bad bearing. And a bad bearing can actually work really well, and then when the weight distribu- distribution gets a little bit different because all the water's going through there, it can kind of like catch an edge, so to speak, and work really mm-hmm. poorly. But I think you need to replace that. I'm assuming okay. that the bracket was installed properly and it's secure to the bottom of your sink, but it really should not be sh- uh, shaking like that. The only time I've ever seen them shake is that one of those little paddles got stuck. Sometimes it gets rusted shut, but if it's brand new like that, that can't be the case. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, but I figured you guys would know. Yeah, it's a balance issue, and if it's not working, I would replace it while it's under warranty. It probably has a year warranty on it. Yeah, well, I, we just put it in a few weeks ago. So. Yep. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Well, now it's time for your picture-perfect tip presented by Anderson Windows and Doors, available at The Home Depot. You know, the Energy Star program is a government program that sets industry standards for energy efficiency in products that range from appliances to windows to insulation. And what's cool about this is that as the standards evolve, manufacturers actually compete to meet them, and this means they're going to deliver the most energy-efficient products to the market. 
But if your home is even just 10 years old, some of those early Energy Star rated products in your home are likely to have even better, more energy efficient versions today. Mm-hmm. Evidence of this is the EPA's Energy Star Sustained Excellence Award. Now, this distinction is reserved for Energy Star partners that demonstrate outstanding leadership year after year. And this year, the Anderson Corporation was given the honor for its family of brands, which really is a huge achievement. And you know, the Anderson brands and include Anderson Windows, an American craftsman window and door company. And we are so proud to be sponsored by such an industry leader. Now, one of the main reasons I think Anderson was honored, Leslie, is the company's commitment to education. I mean, they're always educating consumers about the Energy Star program. Plus, not only does Anderson make very energy efficient products, it also uses state-of-the-art manufacturing to limit the impact on the environment. So it's a good product all the way around, and it's a great company for the good work that they do for Energy Star and to take care of the environment at the same time. Yeah, and you know, I also think it's important to remember that Anderson's been part of the Energy Star program since the Energy Star program started back in 1998, and it was the first window manufacturer that was awarded the Energy Star National Window Partner of the Year the following year. Good point. So when you're looking for replacement windows for your home, you really need to consider Anderson and its full line of brands, including American Craftsman, which is available at the Home Depot. And here's another great reason to buy. Right now, American Craftsman special order windows and patio doors are 15% off through November 21st. So a good opportunity right now to take a look at the windows and doors in your home and consider whether they could be even more efficient by installing American Craftsman special order windows and patio doors that are now 15% through November 21st. I would suggest they probably could be. For more information, you can visit AmericanCraftsmanWindows.com or stop by your local Home Depot. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Up next, your kitchen uses about 13% of your total energy costs. We're going to have some tips to slice and dice that number away after this. You live in a Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Stanley Tools, your trusted name in quality hand tools. To learn more about their complete line of quality tools and to find the perfect holiday gift, visit stanleytools.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone and give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. One caller that we talk to this hour on the air is going to win the Falcon Dustoff Ultimate Screen Care Kit. I love that name. It's worth $25. Now, the kit has got everything that you need to clean all of your electronics, including a cleaning solution that's designed especially for smudges and fingerprints. I feel like I could use the entire package of this because my son and his little dirty fingers all over the iPad. I I can never (laughs) get those fingerprints off. It also comes with a chamois cloth and a plasma screen cloth and more. And of course, you know, if you've got a husband or if you are into electronics in any way, shape or form, you know, you can't just use any regular cleaning product or special type of rag. Got to use the right stuff on your electronics. So this really is a great prize. You want to visit falconsafety.com and give us a call at 888 Money Pit for help with your home improvement question and your chance to win. 888-666-3974. Beverly in Nebraska is on the line and is looking to do a flooring, I guess, tiling project. Tell us what's going on. Well, I have a brick fireplace that I would like to reface with 
ceramic tile. Oh, great. It's a fireplace question. Yes. I want to know if, what, if, if I need to do any special steps to prep the brick. I've heard yes and I've heard no. So but I might call somebody that might have a real answer. As long as the brick um, is not dirty or doesn't have like loose paint on it or anything of that nature, uh, I don't think there's a lot of prep involved there. What's going to be really important is that you get a good coat of adhesive underneath it, and you can use uh, a tile mastic uh, on top of that brick to attach what the tile What size are the to. tiles that you're looking at, Bev, to put over this? Um, 12 by 12, probably. Okay. Tom, is there any concerns with you know the difference between the brick and the mortar line for unevenness or because the tile is so large it's no, gonna... you know what think about it when you put tile down you use a notched trowel right so mm-hmm. you never have a complete 100% contact of the tile with the substrate so the fact that that there's recessed mortar um, on this brick fireplace is not of a concern to me. It's just more of a concern that we get a good solid coat of adhesive there and that they dry well, they're nice and stable. And really, you want to make sure that you plan this out carefully, Bev. I mean, frankly, it's really small spaces to get that to fit right, to look right, to make sure the corners are done properly. If it's sloppy, you're going to be kicking yourself because it'll be obvious to anybody that looks at this that it wasn't done by a pro. So just make sure it's done really well so that it looks like it was almost intended to be that way the first time the the fireplace on the hearth was envisioned, okay? Okay. Um, One thing I heard about the the brick mortar line sucks up the moisture out of the mastic quicker. Mm. Is that something I need to worry about or just... Nah. Nope. Wouldn't worry about it at all. That makes no sense to me. I mean, look, people put concrete, put tile down on concrete all the time, you have the same issue. Just plan it correctly, Bev, so that you have all the corners line up right. You have the right pieces, the right, you know, the types of tile that you're choosing are the ones that, for example, have closed corners where they wrap around the outside. And make sure it's going to work. You, know, you may you may find that 12 inches too wide for that. It might be easier if you use a smaller tile because you'd have a little more flexibility. Like maybe a... A six or eight? Like a six, yeah, or an eight. Yep, exactly. Depending on the, the shape. Right, Leslie? Yeah, I mean, it really depends on what look you're going for. And, you know, with a ceramic tile, think about the finish on them. You know, a glazed tile is going to clean better when you get, you know... Um, dirt and debris from the smoke in the fireplace itself, but an unglazed one might have a more hearthy, traditional look. So think about, you know, the overall look you're trying to get. And you can also, you know, a 12 by is kind of large. So if you're looking to put a decorative tile, say, as cornerstones, you know, around your mantle or something, you know, think about adding in little detail pieces, and then you can size your tiles accordingly. So does that help you out? Yeah, um, we're just trying to, you know, make it look a little more modern. Yeah, I think that's a definitely a good idea. I think it will look more modern. I think it'll be very attractive. Just take your time, do it once, do it right, and you won't have to do it again. Thank you very much. Well, it's time now for today's fall energy-saving tip presented by Lutron, makers of the Maestro Occupancy Sensing Switch. You know, Thanksgiving is only a couple of weeks away, and for most, that means your kitchen and energy bill are about to go into hyperdrive. But there are some easy practices that you can put in place that will lower those costs. Yeah, first of all, when you're using your gas appliances, watch the flame. If it's yellow, it means that the burner is dirty and you're wasting gas. Another place to look to is your faucet. You might want to consider replacing your faucet with one that's WaterSense certified. That really means that it's going to use about 30% less water 
water than a traditional water-wasting faucet would. And also don't be tempted to run your dishwasher unless it's full. That's just a waste of water and energy. Keep in mind that newer dishwashers have very powerful cleaning action, and that means that you don't need to pre-rinse or wash your dishes, and that saves some water there. Just scrape off the food before you put them in the dishwasher. And that's today's fall energy-saving tip presented by Lutron. Easy upgrades, big impact. Choose Lutron. Learn more at ChooseLutron.com. Andrea in Pennsylvania is on the line with a bathroom flooring question. How can we help you? I have a half bath. It is about three by three, and to the back of the wall where the toilet and the sink are, there is a gap that starts about an eighth of an inch, and it goes to about uh, an inch and a quarter. So, and below it in the basement, there is a hole that, um, a cinder black hole, that you can see, I crawled in there, that, uh, (laughs) yeah, and it was disgusting, let me just tell you. Uh, I'm sure um, that there was like some sort of water damage. Hmm. But when you so, go to go to the bathroom in the wintertime, it's a little chilly. Yeah. So do you think that the floor dropped? I I, I don't know if, if the That's floor dropped or if it, it's from some sort of the, connected to it used to be a... Um, refrigerator that had an ice maker and it was connected mm-hmm. to the toilet tank wow so, refrigerator yeah. ice maker connected to the toilet tank yeah that's some house you got there andrea <laughs> oh, um, that my, weird. my house was built in like the 1930s they probably just tapped into the water line near the toilet tank and that's how they fed the ice maker let's hope yeah. that's how they did it Let's hope they weren't making ice out of the toilet water. I hope <laughs> not. That would have been pretty now, bad. In terms of this sloping floor, sagging floor, uh, the crack that you see, when you say it's a crack, you're talking about between the wall and the floor, correct? Correct. Correct. All right. So it clearly looks like the wall, the, either the wall levitated or the floor dropped. Okay. And the floor dropped, but the floor dropped, it dropped with a toilet in it. So it must have been slow over time. Otherwise, you'd have leaks all over the place. I suspect that something's going on with the floor here. So the question is first, do we have a structural problem? Okay. Uh, my answer is I don't know because I didn't see that crawl space. But if you go down there and take a bunch of photographs okay. and post them in the community section on moneypit.com, I will take a look at it for you. Oh, I appreciate that. Or you could have a you know a carpenter, or engineer, a home inspector take a look at that. If the floor is just settled that way because it's an older house and it's just kind of worked its way into that position, but doesn't seem to be structurally damaged, then we have to deal with just the cosmetics of it. And the way to do that might simply be to uh, install baseboard molding or adjust the baseboard molding that's there. Is there molding there at all now? No, is there a baseboard? not at all. Yeah, right so now I have it stuffed with some styrofoam. Yeah. Well, I would certainly fill the gap. I would insulate under that crawl space floor, too, so that it's warmer in there for you in the wintertime. But then I would just put a piece of baseboard molding. I'd let the molding ride down on the floor so the so the the molding will be crooked with the floor. Okay. And I think that that's okay. And if you paint it the same color as the wall, it would not be noticeable. Oh, that would be excellent. That seems simple enough for me. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, it is almost time to season those slippery sidewalks. But if you do it with the wrong type of salt, it might just eat that concrete away. We'll tell you the right way to prevent that slipping and sliding after this. You live in a Money Pit.
Money Pit has been brought to you by Anderson Windows. Replacing windows or patio doors is always a big decision. Lowering energy bills? Well, that's easy. And Anderson Windows, the number one brand of windows in America, makes replacing your old drafty windows easy with the new 400 series tilt wash double hung replacement window. Available at the Home Depot. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. You know, one of the fastest ways to stay in touch with us here at the Money Pit and get up to the minute home improvement news is to follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Money Pit. Now, you can find out about our giveaways or you can just tweet us a comment. Remember, it's at Money Pit. And while you're online, you can post a question in the community section, just like Mel in New Jersey did. And he writes, I bought a big bag of salt to melt ice last year and it worked wonders but my neighbor told me that it's bad for my sidewalk and my lawn is that true well yes it absolutely could be true mel now here's the thing if you purchased potassium chloride or rock salt that can be bad that can definitely erode away the surface of your sidewalks as well as it gets on your shoes and on your pet's feet it's just not a good thing so what you're looking for is potassium chloride one of the major brands is called safety salt And it works just as well as an ice melt, but it's not harmful to the concrete surfaces especially. So you're not going to get sort of those little sort of digs and pock marks in your concrete that rock salt will create. Our advice is to mix some potassium chloride with a bit of sand, put it in a small bucket, keep it near your door, stick one of those handheld gardening shovels, a little small gardening shovels in that mix. And this way it's easy to grab and spread out on your sidewalks, on your steps when we do get some frosty weather. But just avoid the sodium chloride, avoid the rock salt, because that's going to do nothing but melt away not only the ice, but your sidewalk below. All right, now we've got one from Blake in Connecticut who writes, I'm redoing my master bath. The ceramic tile floor is in okay condition. I just don't like it. Can I tile over it or do I have to rip up the existing? There's no reason that you have to rip up the existing. You're going to have to adjust the height of the toilet and the plumbing flange that, that to meet the top of the floor. But you can tile right over it. I just make sure that the, the floor below is not rotted or warped in any way. Check the areas, especially against the bathtub and around the toilet, because if it's going to be rotted, it will happen right in that area. And you know what? Since you're taking the time to retile your bathroom floor, as soon as you're done with the project, seal your grout. You'll be so thankful you did. It'll be a lot less cleaning down the road. Well, the holiday season is fast approaching, and that means your fridge is going to be busier than ever. You can get a jump on keeping it fresh by visiting the spice aisle of your grocery store. Leslie explains in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Well, when it comes to your refrigerator's freshness, I'm sure everybody's heard about using a box of baking soda in the fridge to absorb all of those odors. While it works, you know, there's actually another natural solution talking about vanilla extract. It really works great at removing those musty or even strong smells that you've got in your fridge. And of course, vanilla smells so wonderful. So if you're looking for a fresh start, empty out your refrigerator, clean all your surfaces with a solution of water and baking soda, and then dry it really well. Then go ahead and soak a paper towel with the vanilla extract and leave it in the fridge overnight. When the morning comes, 
open up that fridge and pull out that paper towel, your entire refrigerator is just going to smell clean and vanilla-licious. You may want a milkshake or something after that. I'm not sure. <laughs> but it really will smell so lovely, and it's a great way to freshen up the fridge for the holidays. Good advice. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show coming up next week on the program. Not every bathroom is constructed to be a big, spacious spa, but that doesn't mean it has to feel cramped. We've got big design ideas for small bathrooms on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.